Welcome back to Kicking in the Second Half, Kish YZ. Uh, if you like our videos, please give us a thumbs up. And if you haven't subbed, you know, check out some more of our videos. And hopefully you would like to sub and turn on your notification bell to uh, stay updated with new content drops, please. And thank you. Uh, but yeah, let's start this off. This is episode 17, Higher Expectations, Hugh. Higher Expectations. Like I said, I'm D, back again with Groot. We got Hugh over there. Hey, what's up? And we got a special guest with us again. Y'all seen him once, y'all seen him twice, probably three times, maybe more than that. If you check him out on Twitch, this is your bud, 36. Hey, man. Hey, gamers, how y'all doing? Yeah, there he is right there, the man himself, the big gamer. Like I said, uh, if you're into watching video game streams, check him out on Twitch. Your Bud 36, and he also has a YouTube page, same name. Uh, fellas, yeah, let's get into this higher expectations. And what I mean by that, let's see, the topic is you know, we've been a month into doing these podcasts. We started out doing um, not only the All Star game, but talking about the uh, second half projections of the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference. So it's basically almost halfway, the second half of the second half. And now we're just kind of focus today on looking at some of the potential play-in seeding teams as of right now or where we think the play-in tourney might look like come the end of the regular season. So these are basically seedings, uh, seven through 10th seed because of the playoff format. Let me remind the viewers, the listeners, and y'all uh, too as well, that the way the play-in tournament is supposed to work as far as if, what I can remember is the seven and eighth seed, they're going to play each other uh, to determine who is the seventh seed. So the winner of that game advances. So whether it be the eighth seed or the seventh seed, they become the actual seventh seed. And the loser plays the next round. Also in uh, round one in another uh, stage of games, it's going to be the uh, ninth and 10th seeds. Uh, what one of those teams needs to do to make it to playoffs is win two games. They need to win one game between each other. So the ninth versus the 10th, the winner of that advances, the loser is completely out of the playoffs. So the winner of the ninth and 10th seed for, uh, plays against the loser of the seventh and eighth seed. And then that winner of that game is now the eighth seed. So I think it's going to happen over a course of three days this year, three or four days. And so potentially you can have in a series of sorts of, you know, the ninth and 10th seed both becoming the new seven and eight seed. You could see a 10th seed become as high as an eight seed. Um, I'm sorry. So yeah, sorry. You can't see the ninth and 10th seed become both in the playoffs, only one of them. So yeah, you could potentially see a 10th or ninth seed become that eighth seed. And you could potentially see an eighth seed all of a sudden become a seventh seed. So, yeah, let's just look at – let's start off with the East. Um, Hugh, you're, you're repping the West again with the Golden State. B, you're a Philly fan. I'm going to start with you in the East. Uh, anything jumping out to you as far as you looking at where the teams are positioned right now? You see any fluctuation with that? You, you see anybody making it into the playoff tourney or dropping into the playoff tournament? Yeah, so – I've been, you know, keeping an eye on it. There has been a lot of movement since the initial, you know, uh, what we thought of the the teams in each division, uh, each conference. Um, I, I, it's shaking out to, you know, you have a better idea of who everybody is now after the All-Star break. 
uh, a couple of teams that, uh, that I'm keeping my eye on as far as uh, climbing is the Raptors and the Bulls. The Raptors are on that razor's edge, though. I feel like they're right on the cusp of making it into that or dropping down to be with your, you know, your Wizards and, and Cleveland Magic. I mean, I want to believe in the Wizards, to be honest. I, I think they have great talent there, but I don't – I think they're past the point of no return now. I think they're probably done. Uh, I would love to see them make a, a push here. They still were mathematically able to. I just don't see it. I don't see it in that team, but I do see it in the Raptors. I think they can make a strong push to get into that play-in tournament. To back you up with what you're saying about the Raptors, uh, since you know the trade deadline, they're they're looking pretty decent. They traded and got Gary Trent Jr. Uh, in their trade deadline trade, and he looks like he could be the X factor as far as getting them into that uh, play-in tournament. Uh, I think he's a guy that's currently playing with the chip on his shoulder, and you know he was pretty much thriving in the Portland, uh, you know, set, uh, set. But with this team, I think he's got a bigger role because they're probably going to look forward. Uh, to moving on from Kyle Lowry and depend more so on this guy for scoring. And, you know, he could be the guy that gets him into that, that 10th uh, spot there. Uh, like you said, they're tied with the, with the Bulls. So it's a great possibility. Yeah, I definitely think uh, the Raptors are, are a team to watch going forward. Um, this Bulls team is still pretty good, but I think they're still going to be kind of where they are, you know, somewhere in that 9-10 spot, I still think they they may probably hold on. I'm worried about this Celtics team right now. Uh, they've kind of hung around 500, but the teams below them are, uh, are strengthening up the Pacers, Bulls, Raptors. Um, I, I don't know. I think the Knicks probably climb back up a little bit. Uh, I like that team. Uh, maybe the Hornets drop, but like I say, I think the uh, the playing tournament is going to be interesting to see the race between the Celtics, Bulls, and Raptors, in my opinion, as who's in that uh, eight, nine, ten spot. Okay, uh, Hugh, why don't you touch on you know Byron mentioned the uh, the Celtics there, and uh, we've talked about them a lot. So go ahead and you know start us off with that. Where do you see the Celtics? among the other teams as far as this uh, play-in tournament goes? Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I, I probably have them uh, gaining a little more. I probably have them at, like, six or something like that. Uh, personally, I think they, uh, you know, they lack a big man and, and stuff like that, and I don't think they're going to make it very far in the playoffs anyways. But I think they at least have enough talent, you know, to, to move up and at least not be a, a play-in team, uh, in my opinion. Um, teams I do think will be playing teams, I think uh, – the Bulls, I, I don't see them done moving yet, man. Uh, since they got Vucevic, uh, that team has, has uh, improved. Uh, in my opinion, they have uh, – Vucevic's been going off there, I think, like we expected them to. Um, and him and Zach Levine uh, look pretty good together, so I could see them climbing a little bit. Uh, you know, Indiana's in there. You know, we've touched on uh, Brogdon and Sabonis. Um, I probably have the Bulls passing them, uh, in my opinion. Um, the Knicks, I don't know. I, I want to say the Knicks go up, but, I mean, I just – I don't see them beating out many of the teams above them. Uh, so I probably have them as a, as a playing team. And I have the Hornets uh, actually falling and, and being around that. I think they're, what are they now, fourth or fifth currently or something like that. But I have them falling, uh, especially without LaMelo and uh, 
and them falling and being one of those playing teams as well. Yeah, they're currently in fourth place, and it looks like them and the uh, the Atlanta Hawks are both tied as far as uh, games behind the Nets, sitting both at nine. But um, Charlotte has the better record or, or more wins or something like that that's putting them in fourth. But, yeah, I, I agree with what all y'all are saying for the most part. Um, a little bit of here, a little bit of there. I feel like Boston, uh, they're so disappointing this season that I feel like, yeah, they might drop down to the eighth spot. And I could see New York going up to the uh, to the sixth spot. But now with you mentioning, uh, the, you know, what the Charlotte Hornets are dealing with, they could potentially become that that seventh uh, seeded team and, and the, the Knicks maybe climb up to the sixth spot. Uh, you know, looking at from just Boston alone, where Boston's record is, uh, the New York Knicks are one game behind Boston. The Pacers are one game behind the Knicks. And then the Bulls are one and a half behind the Pacers tied with Toronto. Um, so Bulls and Toronto, one and a half games behind the Pacers, but the Bulls, I guess, hold the tiebreaker or the better record and they're sitting in 10th. Um, yeah, uh, like B said, I, I see uh, where the Raptors could possibly move up and and beat somebody out of the playoff spot. I'm um, not sure who it would, who it would be, um, if it would be the Bulls or the Pacers. I mean, I can see the Bulls potentially not making it just because of injury. If Zach Levine doesn't uh, straighten out or if he has a recurring injury, uh, I do like what they have there with Zach Levine and uh, Vucevic. But, you know, that's something that also needs to start uh, gelling together and, and stay healthy. So um, the Bulls have a lot of risk factors there. Uh, still dealing with the development of Kobe White so that's something to look out for too unless they do a lineup where they put him on the bench and start Sadaransky uh that might be more beneficial to them uh I think that's what they had when um actually Kobe White had missed a game against the Brooklyn Nets when the Bulls beat Brooklyn over the weekend so you know it might come down to a coaching decision as far as what personnel is on the court for some of these teams and Boston they're just struggling I'd like to see them higher I'd like to see them where they're not even in the playoff uh tournament but the way it's looking, they're probably going to stay around that same area. But overall, I don't have much of a shakeup. I would say that uh, whatever we see, it's probably going to be relatively close to these five teams with uh, nothing else added in the mix. Um, you know, Charlotte might have enough to stay uh, out of the, the tournament with uh, Hayward if he can stay healthy enough to uh, at least play most of the games and Terry Rogier. So let's move on to the West. So last time we started with your bud, uh, this time we're going to start with you. Uh, same question, just on the Western Conference, you know, looking at the play-in teams here, you know, 7th through 10th, we got Dallas, Memphis, uh, San Antonio, and Golden State. Um, tell me what's going on there in your head. What do you see? Um, yeah, I, when I looked at them before the, uh, the podcast, I was just thinking about uh, teams I could see moving in or out. And to be honest, th those four, I have them uh, praying, sitting pretty still. I don't have much movement, uh, in my opinion. I mean, the Mavs, uh, they're so hit or miss, man. They, uh, they, you know, they beat Utah – or not Utah. Phoenix, no, Utah, yeah, a couple nights ago. And they ruined their, their nine-game win streaks. You're like, man, Dallas is on, on top of the world. Then they lose tonight to Houston. So, I mean, you know, they're just totally inconsistent. The Grizzlies are a team that have been winning – a lot lately, I've been noticing. I don't know exactly how many games they've won in a row, but I know it's at least a few. Uh, and I can't remember. I know they beat someone yesterday, the day four, actually a really good team. I can't remember who it was. I just remember being surprised by it. So, yeah, I could see them uh, passing the Mavs eventually. The Spurs, yeah, the Spurs are the Spurs, in my opinion. I think they're just going to 
keep doing what they're doing, being pretty uh, even, in my opinion. And the Warriors, I mean, the Warriors, yeah, you got Curry healthy now. Uh, you know, they got a much, much, much needed win last night against Milwaukee. Uh, great game. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I wish I, I had better expectations for my team. But, I mean, maybe past the Spurs. How many games back are they from the Spurs, do you know? Yes, I do have that. So uh, I was going to get to that in my summary, but I'll go ahead and, and say it now. So if we're starting at where Dallas is at in the seventh seed, I uh, don't have the record written down, but uh, followed behind them, Memphis, they're one and a half games behind Dallas. Uh, San Antonio is two games behind Memphis. Golden State is one game behind San Antonio. Uh, just the backfill as well. New Orleans Pelicans are two games behind Golden State. And Sacramento is actually tied for two games behind Golden State as well, but sitting in the 12th seed at the moment. So to answer your question about where San Antonio and Golden State is, uh, Golden State is one game behind uh, San Antonio. Yeah, so, so you know, with the Grizzlies, what did you say, two and a half back from the Mavs, I think is what you said? Oh, I'm sorry, that was your question. Uh, the Memphis Grizzlies are one and a half games behind Dallas. Uh, one and a half. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think they have legitimate shot uh, of passing the Mavs. And then the Warriors, I probably just have them staying at 10th. I want to say the Pelicans, dude, uh, coming in, but they're, what do you say, two games behind the Warriors, right? Two games. Right. So, I mean, um, two games behind the Warriors, sitting outside of the. So, yeah, so I mean, you know, they're probably going to get better with when B.I. comes back. I know Zion came back tonight, but, um, right, but yeah, yeah I, just, I don't know if I haven't um, passed them the Warriors, but. Um, yeah, they just took that ugly loss against the Nets, like you had mentioned before in our uh, Kish debate. Uh, you know, big blowout loss, but, yeah, they were missing Brandon Ingram. So, yeah, I have them probably sitting still. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the Warriors pass the Spurs, but, I mean, uh, you know, they just – you got Curry back, so that's a big plus. I mean, you saw how bad it was without him and Draymond. So, I mean, with those guys, I mean, I could see them passing the Spurs, but Curry misses any more time or even Draymond. Yeah, I'd probably have them sitting where they're at if not fallen to New Orleans. So I wouldn't be surprised if uh, any of that happened there. So let's go ahead and pass the mic over to your bud. Take it away. So I'm looking at, you know, some streaks and records here. And with the return of Draymond and Steph, I look for the Warriors to climb again. They weren't doing bad before. I mean, those guys mean so much to that team not only from a talent standpoint, but from a pure leadership and, you know, personality of that team. And, uh, you know, their success long-term has led to that team doing more than they were would have expected to do um, with what they had missing Clay, a huge part, like a huge part of that team. And they're still being competitive night in and night out. I mean, notwithstanding that Raptors loss, I mean, but uh, the Raptors played really well that night. They were missing their two main guys. So, I mean, stuff like that is an expectation, but I'm worried about this Spurs team. They are not doing well. They're reeling really bad, especially after Aldridge left. They have no strong rebounder in the middle anymore. Uh, I worry about them really collapsing. Um with the Pelicans having their guys come back, I look for them to make a strong push as well. Uh, I think the West is a lot more up for grabs than the East is right now. And uh, the Kings, uh, they're kind of hit or miss. So I see them, they could maybe push up, maybe fall back. Um, 
I don't look for the Mavs to fall. I, I think they're a little too consistent. And I look for the Grizzlies to hold. But that 9 and 10 spot, uh, I look for the Spurs really to just be out. I mean, they have their rebounding has really suffered a lot more than I expected. Even though Aldridge wasn't having a big role in that team, he wasn't even really trying. His statistical output alone uh, must have meant more than uh, we initially thought. And uh, so uh, I look for the Warriors to climb with their stars back and also the Pelicans. And like I say, if the Spurs collapse even further, maybe even the Kings pushing up into it. But I would say the three teams that I would think to play with Memphis there is going to be the Warriors, Pelicans, and Kings. Well, wow, that's interesting takes uh, from both of y'all. Um, you know, I wasn't expecting the Sacramento uh, look out there, the shout out. And, and Hugh, um, you know, with what you were saying, as far as people stand steady, uh, I kind of agree with that as well. Um, my take on it is that, um, yeah, I feel like Memphis is kind of going to stick where they're at. I do feel like San Antonio is going to drop off a bit. I think it might hurt them um, even more down the stretch to the point where the Pelicans do make it into the playoffs. Uh, I think Sacramento for me is going to be a, Ma- a Marvin Bagley short of making it into the playoffs. Um, I just think they might not have enough there um, to, to make it into to the tourney. Um, well, I'm not sure, you know, this is all based off, you know, just us blindly looking at the teams, not really considering what uh, games they have left up as far uh, left in the season, as far as matchup basis. But, um, you know, maybe the schedule favors them a little bit more, but I still think they're going to be a Marvin Bagley short. And I, I would say um, I want to throw this out there because uh, with most of us just talking about it, staying steady or, or adding some of these bottom teams, I would mention, cause I have in my notes, I do see the Lakers uh, going down to the seventh seed, but and a return of LeBron James, depending on when he may return, I can see them climbing back out of the seventh seed uh, and getting into the sixth seed. I think that's probably going to be uh, an important goal for them is maybe they're going to wait until they absolutely necessarily need to have LeBron uh, come back. I can't remember uh, the exact stats as far as uh, where they're at in the standings, um, as far as how many games they're in front of, of Dallas. But yeah, um, you know, Portland's going to creep up there. And like I said, I can see Dallas becoming the sixth seed uh, temporarily. But if LeBron returns in uh, the right timing, uh, they're going to take back that sixth seed and then push Dallas uh, maybe back down the seventh, unless Portland slips the seventh and Dallas can stay stay up if the Lakers make it back to fifth. Um, I could just see a little bit shake up at the top, but I do, like I said, still see Memphis in there and Golden State, but I'm just basically dropping San Antonio out of it and replacing them with the Pelicans. Yeah, I, I definitely think the Lakers, uh, if they fall down to a seven spot, I'd say that they would definitely want to, if LeBron's healthy enough, have him in there to at least secure that six spot. They don't want to play in with some of these teams that are kind of unpredictable. Um, you know, you're kind of used to playing a certain style and uh, I don't think they want to put any more games on their superstars as well. So uh, just bringing them back a little early to secure a six spot is going to be really important for them because, I, like I say, you don't want to put any more miles on those guys uh, than you have to. I, th- I think they can beat anybody who would be in the uh, eighth, ninth, and tenth spot on this list, but 
Um, I just don't think they want to put additional games on their stars. Yeah, for sure. Why not, you know, give LeBron the opportunity to uh, acclimate back into his conditioning. And if he has to run, you know, slightly heavy on minutes, maybe around 35 for a few games, just to secure some wins, then so be it. I think it's better than, like you said, to have to play in a tournament where you potentially have to win two games if you lose the first one, just to make it into the playoffs within three games and then having the playoffs start right after. So yeah, definitely use as much rest as you can. And if they need to go ahead and deploy LeBron James, if he's healthy enough. Uh, Hugh, anything else you want to add, bro? Um, no, no, not really. I uh, agree with what you said about the Lakers. I see him uh, at least getting passed by Portland. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think LeBron comes back, uh, you know, at least with a handful of games uh, left in the regular season. And I think they'll pull themselves out of that and be, be fine. Yeah, like I said, we're just touching on the, uh, the bottoms here as far as the uh, potential play-in tournament seeded teams uh, for the East and West uh, when we have more time. And as it gets closer, we'll probably dive into, again, the, uh, you know, if it's not projections because it's closer to the season ending and it's actually getting into the tournament, we'll look at where everybody's standing uh, respectively as far as play-in tournaments and uh, the whole playoff settings for both East and the West. So, you know, look for that down the road, but we just wanted to dive into a little bit of what's changed since, you know, obviously the all-star weekend break uh, since the beginning of the second half of the season. Like I said, we're about halfway through of that portion. And since the trade deadline, uh, if any major changes have happened. So, and then like I had mentioned before, uh, you know, Hugh, any uh, teams that potentially might be coming off bubble fatigue or, or players specifically, you know, that, that could factor in. So, um, but yeah, it's crazy kind of looking at these teams, I guess most of these weren't bubble teams that we're speaking about uh, maybe outside of, was it Memphis as a, a bubble team? Yeah, yeah they were. Luca was down there maybe. Um, yeah. Luca was in it too. Yeah. So you're, you're seeing like some of these teams that, uh, you know, that didn't really play a lot of games last year that are that are in, in this uh, area here uh, as far as on the West, the East, I guess. Um, wow, that's crazy. It's just like Boston and Toronto were the ones that, that were left uh, from the uh, bubble and New York, uh, the Pacers and the Bulls, I believe, were left out. No, no, the Pacers were in there. My bad. So, so yeah, it's kind of a blend there, uh, a bag of mixed nuts, I guess we could say. So, yeah, uh, this has been kicking it in the second half. Like I said, if you haven't uh, checked out any of our other videos, go ahead and check those out. We do like a shoe segment, uh, debate segments. This is our podcast episode where you can find our podcast on anchor.fm, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, and Spotify if you want the audio-only version. Of course, you can always keep it here on YouTube and follow us here on KishYZ. Check us out on Twitter and Instagram as well under the same name, Kish YZ, K-I-S-H underscore YZ for the Instagram and Twitter handles. And for the audio only listeners, uh, K-I-S-H space YZ on YouTube. Uh, Hugh, tell the people, if they like, they like, they want to sub, sub. Yeah, like the video. If you like the video, uh, sub the tomatoes. I like that. Give them a sub. No tomatoes.
B, go ahead, give us a shout out. It's our special guest here, Big Gamer. Hey, we support you, bro, like you support us. Go ahead and give your piece. So you guys can find me at yourbud36 at twitch.tv slash yourbud36. We play a bunch of stuff. Uh, we're uh, into Overwatch, uh, Stardew Valley. We, are, we just started up Retro Night to a lot of success. Uh, big shout out to my community for coming and supporting that. Um, we're having a good time. We play some Warzone with Hugh over there. We play some Overwatch with with uh, D here. We have a good time. We have a few laughs. Uh, make sure you come and come by and hang out. Uh, also, another big shout out to Tavern Geek for having me on recently. We had a great time uh, over there with the Film Lucky podcast from the Hops News umbrella. We had a great time. We're hoping to collab more with them. Uh, I'm sure. Um, I'm looking forward to collabing more here with Kish YZ. We have a good time. Yeah. Uh, big thanks to having me on again, and hopefully we'll do it again soon. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I appreciate both of y'all being on this uh, episode with me. Um, yeah, big shout out again to uh, the Tavern Geek. You can find us over there occasionally on those episodes. Uh, that's also on YouTube and also on anchor.fm and Spotify for the audio only and the Feeling Lucky Pod, uh, which is a podcast you can find, I think, on all uh, anywhere you can find your uh, podcasts. I think they're on all of that uh, media there. And yeah, shout out to Lucky and Big Daddy who joined us on the last Tavern Geek uh, podcast that's on Spotify now. And once again, this has been Kicking It in the Second Half, Kish YZ. Peace and love.